This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to In Legal Terms from MPB Think Radio, the show all about you and your rights. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with Professor Richard Gershon of the University of Mississippi School of Law. Hello, Professor Gershon. Good morning, Liz. Uh, you know, you always refer to me as the expert, and I think, first of all, that's very generous. Um, I am a lifetime learner, really, is what I am, and I learn about these topics uh, as we cover them, which is good. And this is one I really had to learn about. And actually, you're the expert because you got your, uh, your uh, real ID yesterday. And uh, how was that? It was fantastic. I'm going to tease the audience, and you'll have to hang on to the next uh, segment, and I'll tell you how it went. But I must say, it went tremendously 100% better than folks in Arkansas. So if we have any people in Arkansas or, you know, Tennessee, Louisiana, or Alabama, I'd love to hear about your experiences because Mississippi, we've got it easy as, as far as uh, I'm concerned. And I, I do feel like I'm an expert. I've, I heard about my family who started getting this uh, um, months and months ago. I went and got mine yesterday. But then I've been keeping up with the news. And this October, there's just been an explosion of information about this because it's in one year. So but let's let's back up a little bit. What was the Real ID Act and, and this is the whole reason we're talking about this that nobody seems to know about. It's so interesting, Liz, because the Real ID Act actually was uh, passed in 2005. So that's 14 years ago. And it was enacted by the uh, recommendation of the 9-11 Commission that the federal government set standards for the issuance of sources of ident- identification such as driver's license, trying to make it more uh, normalized so that we know that uh, these ideas are ac- IDs are actually secure and that there's some documentation behind them. But that was 2005, and here we are one year to go before I- enforcement, and some states are still scrambling. And we are, I would like the audience to forgive me if I mention driver's license, because this is one type of real ID. But as my, one of my coworkers who is legally blind, who does have a state ID that not is for driving, but that is also another type of real ID. So it's, uh, you know, if you've passed the driver's license test and you, you get your little card from the state that could possibly be a real id or if you are um, a youth who doesn't drive yet or an individual who is not allowed to drive you also could get some kind of state issued id that is a real id so what what all those that's part of what a real id is what are some other things that uh, a real id is well, you could first of all, a passport would be a real ID because a passport is something that someone has to have proof of citizenship. There are steps you have to go through to get a passport. All of those are real ID compliant. But most people don't want to travel domestically and use their passport. So the idea behind a real ID is, you know, typically it'll be something like a driver's license. And as you mentioned, it's just an ID card. It doesn't have to be a driver's license that um, has some enhanced security that the uh, to get the ID, the person would have to go through. So, you know, one of the things that, um, and there, there, by the way, there's a great site, the Mississippi uh, site, 
uh, that we can put on the on the uh, website, our website, uh, is the Drivers Driver Service Bureau through DPS has some information about Mississippi and the real ID and what you need. And what do you have to bring? Your documentation has to bring a Social Security card or any official document with Social Security number on it, uh, a certified copy of birth certificate, and true proof, two proofs of Mississippi residency. So, you know, so more support than you need just to get your regular driver's license, uh, and that's what makes this a real ID. All right, and uh, we would love to have, have our listeners call in and participate. If you live in Mississippi, but this is a national topic, if you live in Arkansas, Tennessee, Ar- uh, Alabama, Louisiana, we'd like to hear about your experiences getting your real ID. Our phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven. Seven four six four. You could also send us an email. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. And, oh, we just, oh, it's just about to go to Thomas, who was on the road, but he got off. So um, let's talk about when you might be required to have a real ID. Well, you really don't need it if you're not going to travel domestically or you're not going to go to a nuclear facility or a, a, a you know, military base. But if you plan to travel domestically by next October 1st, October 1st, 2020, you have to have a real ID or you will not be allowed through the security checkpoints. So it's really important to think, of, to think about that. People need to start uh, considering that real ID now as opposed to waiting until next year. I think I want to add one thing to that, Professor Gershon, accessing federal facilities. So if you might need to go to the uh, U.S. courthouse, um, that I know I was there for jury duty a couple of years ago, and that's a high security area, and you have to walk walk in and out. Ooh, I hope this doesn't preclude someone from serving on jury duty because they don't have a real ID. Well, it might because you're right. It's not just it's primarily TSA. This is primarily focused on the Department of Homeland Security uh, is really uh, the the place that this starts. But, you know, the, the fact is, it is all federal facilities, so you're absolutely right. Um, and it's uh, nuclear facilities, military bases, uh, you know, a lot more protection. I mean, I have to tell a, a quick story. I mean, I was um, working at another law school, and we had a space law program there, too, just like we had have here. And uh, we're visiting Patrick Air, Air Force Base in Florida, which is where Missile Command is for the you know, United States, uh, near Kennedy Space Center. And I had a student with me who had worked uh, for McDonnell Douglas before he came to law school. And he said, well, let's go to the officer's club on the military base. And I said, how are we going to do that? He said, we'll just drive up to the gate and I'll tell them we're a couple of contractors and we just want to meet with some people. And they just let us right into the officer's club on the military base. Now, this was the 19, early 1990s. There's no way that's going to happen now. So security is much different than it was back then. And in order to get on that facility by October 1st, you're going to need a real ID. But that's for getting on military bases or going to uh, an aircraft. What about voting? Well, no, you don't need a real ID to vote. So this is specifically, you know, it's one of those things, one of the, some of the pushback that the states 
uh, had. So states like uh, California and Maryland were reluctant to uh, create Real ID because they felt like this was a mandate from the federal government uh, that affected their citizens that was really for all for federal purposes. Every one of these things that we talked about really has some federal connection, uh, whether it's domestic travel or, uh, you know, going into a federal courthouse, as you mentioned. And so, um, but voting, state voting and, and uh, going to a hospital, things like that, you're, you're, the idea that you have, the idea that you use right now, ID that you use right now, is going to be okay. All right. Well, this morning, we're going to continue our discussion of real IDs after our break. If you have a question about the new rules, call us. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email. Our address is legalterms at mpbonline.org. And I really would like to encourage people, if you you've renewed your driver's license lately, pull out your driver's license. Pull out your state-issued ID. Look to see if there's a clear star in the top right corner surrounded by a yellow circle. And here's our little trivia question. How many people currently have a real ID? Do you think it's 27%, 55%, or 73%? We'll tell you after the break. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. The legal information presented on In Legal Terms is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information conveyed does not create any type of attorney client relationship. Please consult an attorney provider before making any decisions about your specific legal questions. Welcome back to In Legal Terms. Now, we realize not everyone has a chance to listen to our show live. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are all our local shows. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm here with Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. And in spite of this fast-approaching enforcement date, only 27% of U.S. citizens currently have a state-issued identification that meets the real ID requirements, according to the TSA's October 3rd blog. This morning, we're talking about real IDs. It's what you're going to have to have to fly or get onto some uh, U.S. federal facilities after October 1st, 2020, or a passport. So, you know, one of the two. We have four lines all filled up, so let's go ahead and go to the phones. Greg, thanks for calling into In Legal Terms today. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Hang on, Greg. Greg, now there you are. Greg, thanks for calling in legal terms. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm a CDL driver, and I got my CDL updated here just a couple weeks ago. I have a question. They say it is not used for getting into 
uh, airports. It's not used as a a um, passport. It, they tell you that it still needs to be a passport and the CDL driver's license. I'm just kind of curious of what is the real thing about that. Do you I, still need to have a... Well, you, you're going to need a real ID and that uh, after October of next year. So... I don't think that that would include the CBL license. And, you know, I know that different states will do that differently. For example, Mississippi, a Mississippi firearm permit, which is you know an official permit, will not have a gold star and cannot be used uh, as an official state identification. So you, I think you have to check that. Uh, and you know, we're we're learning as you are. So I just want I would make sure before you travel next October. Uh, you know, definitely have your passport because that will be acceptable, and you won't need anything else. But you know, to make yeah. sure what will qualify for a real ID. Uh, that's what I thought because I was listening to your thing. I'm here in Mississippi. I'm going into Atlanta, and I heard your your announcement on the radio, and it's like I've never done this, but I'm gonna call. Oh well, Greg, so, we're so glad that you did, and uh, just so that you and our other listeners, I'm reading from the TSA.gov website. Adult passengers 18 and over must show valid identification at uh, checkpoints to to travel, and it's a, uh, a driver's license or other state photo identity card issued by the Department of Motor Vehicles or equivalent real ID, a passport, a passport card, and then you know it lists a number of thing uh, a number of things, but one of the real IDs is uh, you know if you are not sure if your ID complies with real ID, check with your state department of motor vehicles, and it's a clear star surrounded by a yellow circle, and uh, it should be on the the top front corner. Uh, and that is the one of the hallmarks. That's the hallmark of a real ID. And Liz, I think we should clarify one thing real quick. Uh, This is right from the Mississippi Real ID website, and it also complies with TSA's website. What you don't need a real ID to do is to drive, to vote, to access hospitals, to visit the post office, which is a federal facility. It does say also you don't need it to access federal courts, which is good. So someone someone can go to jury duty or they can, in fact, uh, you know, be part of a case that they're involved in without real ID at, at federal court. They'll have to have some other ID. Um, they can do bank transactions. Banks are you know involved with federal government, and they can apply for or receive federal benefits such as Social Security, which you just talked about, uh, and in money talks, and also uh, veteran benefits. So you know there are certain facilities that you can get into without real ID. All right. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate you for calling in. And, you know, you that was something you'll need to take a close look at and also check with your State Department of Motor Vehicles. Let's now go to Lee in D in Greenwood. Thank you for being a part of In Legal Terms. D, go ahead. Hi. I'm actually calling out uh, going to different places in Mississippi. I travel a lot. I'm traveling right now, as a matter of fact. I hope we don't get cut off. But is it possible to get one in a different county, to get a real ID in a different county? 
I well, think yeah. I, yeah, I, you're going to the uh, a state facility, as I understand it. So it, it some places don't even have them in their counties. So I think um, you can get them whatever is most convenient for you. What well, is what you have to pr- prove is Mississippi residents and not particular county residents. Oh, I see. Because I, I go to Jackson a lot. I'm on my way to Jackson now, and I can just pick it up while I'm in Jackson. And that's a fantastic thing to do. One of the things we want to let uh, listeners know that, and let me go ahead and and share my uh, experience. I I poked around the office and you know asked the coworkers, you know, pull out your driver's license. Do you have this star on it? And a number of people did. Those who had renewed their re- their licenses lately had, and it was just through renewal. They didn't have to show anything extra. Now, these are anecdotal. This is not what is on the website. But individuals in Mississippi, uh, if you're eligible, you can renew your driver's license online. My husband just did that. You can renew your license online if it's within six six months before it expires or up to one year after it expires. You can renew it online, and then they will mail you your new license, and it will have the real ID symbol on it. That's one option. A second option, I think there are quite a few... Um, facilities that have the new kiosks. There are kiosks at the driver's license facilities where you just stick in your card and you can get your picture taken there and you can uh, renew or replace your license at the kiosk. Then that there's usually not a line for because we have heard quite a lot of stories of people going to the driver's license and waiting four, five, six hours to get things accomplished. But the kiosks then just to renew and replace Usually there's not a line for that. If you go online to the Mississippi MS.gov slash DPS slash license renewal, you can go to the driver's license service portal. You can um, make an appointment and they'll go ahead and put you in line at the driver's license place. And it'll give you a time to show up. They'll text it to you. And they suggest you get there up to 10 minutes before and you have up to 30 minutes after. That's a way you don't have to wait in line. And if you happen to go on a rainy Monday afternoon, there wasn't much. uh, There weren't very many people at the the Jackson headquarters that I went to. So, yes, if you go to the Mississippi page, they suggest to get a real ID, you need to bring an original birth certificate. You need to bring an original Social Security card. You need to bring two um, proofs of residence. But when I went, they didn't look at any of that. That. Uh, I'm hoping that we don't get cut off because I'm traveling and we may get cut off. But is a driver's license the only way you can get it? Because 
Well, my driver's license doesn't expire for like eight years. That well, that was my thing too. D D, we were sisters. That was my thing too. <laughs> I was all upset because I'd spent the forty eight dollars to get it renewed for eight years, and right. that's the thing. You don't get a renewal. You get a duplicate, and the duplicates oh. are eleven dollars um, okay. to get it. Re- if you if you're up for renewal, I believe it's twenty four or forty seven, depending if you get four years or eight years. But uh, yes, if your license is not up for renewal, you can't get it renewed, but you can get it duplicated. And okay. uh, if you have, if you, if you, I, I think, you know, maybe this is this is a how lucky do you feel? Everyone I've talked to when they've renewed it online, they haven't had to bring any kind of additional material. I think Mississippi is one of the states that already had to produce um, your Social Security card to get your driver's license uh, originally. So that proof is already attached to your record. But uh, according to the, um, the the website for the state of Mississippi, you are you do need your drive your Social Security card, the original card and a birth certificate. And that is one of the cautions, Professor Gershon, that a lot of other states are trying to get out to their listeners or their 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 members, their citizens, is that. It, sometimes it may take a couple of months to get a copy of your birth certificate if you don't happen to have one. And as you know, as you're as we're approaching the October 1st deadline, if you do need to accumulate this paperwork, as I have found out from all of my family in Arkansas, sometimes it takes two or three trips to the um, driver's license place to get everything straightened out. And because it's new for the driver's license individuals, issuers, then they also are having a learning curve. I think in Mississippi, we're quite lucky. Any place you renew your driver's license or your state ID, you can get your real ID. But I know in Arkansas, there's only about 25 places in the entire state that you are allowed to go to to get this enhanced driver's license. That's right. And some states are still scrambling to, to get together to do the enhanced driver's license or the or the uh, real ID. And so, uh, you know, we're lucky. And you're right. I, you mentioned uh, renewal. My wife renewed her license and got a real ID. I renewed mine this past summer, and it was probably too early. And so I didn't get a real ID, and I'm going to have to take care of that. That's right. Okay, we have a couple more calls we're going to get to before our break. Let's go to Cliff in Tupelo. Cliff, thank you so much for calling in to In Legal Terms today. Go ahead. Uh, Good morning. Uh, I have an issue on the uh, driver's license uh, renewal that we've run into. My wife is uh, from Brazil, and she's been here 40 years with a green card, and she went to renew her license, and the first question they ask is, uh, are you a registered voter? Which I found out from social, uh, state, Texas um, uh, State Office that that's a federal requirement that they ask that. And she answered, no, I'm not from here. Well, that kicked off uh, 
first she tried to do it renew it online you couldn't she couldn't do it online but she's a non non-citizen and so this has turned into that her green card she's had for 40 years and her she's had a driver's license mississippi driver's license 40 years that now we have to go to Memphis or actually Bartlett to office there and pay $525 to get her a green card. The issue was her green card did not have an expiration date on it, which she's been in and out of the country all over the world with this, that, and her passport has never been an issue till now. So for non-residents, this might not be as easy as just going to the driver's license uh, facility. Well, Cliff, I wanted to point that out. this is the exact reason why I wanted to have this show and to encourage so many people to call in because right now we're getting anecdotal information. And so we do need to hear stories such as your wife's so that people will be prepared that if they do find they want to have an enhanced ID, a real ID, that they will start now to jump through all the hoops that may be required for them to uh, have this ability to fly domestically without using a passport. Correct. Uh, And one of her issues was she didn't realize her license had expired. And I was telling her I have the new driver's license with a star on it and pointing out to her that, you know, her parents are elderly. And if you have to go to Brazil, that, you know, might run into an issue with this uh, star not being on your driver's license. Her passport's, you know, in good shape and all. But uh, my understanding that going in the airport and uh, getting on a flight, if you don't have that on your driver's license, might be an issue. Well, I, but I do think, you know, there is under the, and I'm looking at the uh, TSA website, and they do still, they will still allow a permanent uh, residence card as, as proof of uh, ID, uh, her passport, if it's still in good shape, uh, so that, that foreign government-issued passport is considered to be, you know, uh, acceptable. So hopefully that won't prevent her from traveling. And one thing to think about is the real ID itself doesn't allow you to travel to, uh, internationally anyway. So someone would still need their passport to travel internationally. This is just to get on domestic flights. Great. All right. Well, Cliff, thanks so much for calling in. We're going to take our our next break. We're talking about real IDs. Please give us a call. Uh, Alice and Graham and Dee, hold on. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. For your questions, your comments, you could also send us an email, legalterms at mpbonline.org. Where can you get an appointment to renew a duplicate license in Mississippi? We'll tell you after the break. You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio.
You're listening to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. Professor Richard Gershon is our expert. Yes, he is. We hope you'll subscribe to our podcast. There's lots of different podcasting platforms. I happen to like Podcast Addict. I downloaded it to my phone. I can touch a plus, and that'll take me to the page to search for podcasts. If you know what podcast you want, you just type it in, like In Legal Terms. It'll bring up In Legal Terms. Then you can touch the photo. You can listen to our past episodes. You can tap subscribe, and then you'll be notified when any new episodes are loaded up. This morning, we're talking about real IDs. What is it? Why do you need one? When do you need one? And according to the Driver Service Bureau in Gautier, Hattiesburg, Jackson Headquarters, Nesbitt, Pearl, and Tupelo, you can make an appointment online for a same-day meeting to update your driver's license or real ID. But some locations have a kiosk where you can renew your license or get a duplicate if you're not near the expiration date. Some IDs can be renewed online. You can renew online as early as six months prior to your expiration or up to one year past your expiration. And we have a full slate of calls. So we're going to start off with Graham in Tunica. Graham, thanks so much for being part of our show. Go ahead. Yes, I also have a CDL. And uh, I just recently moved back to Mississippi from the state of Texas. So, uh, from what I understand, it's uh, legally you need to change your driver's license, you know, like within 10 days of moving or what have you. But my expiration on my license don't expire till October of next year. So, first question is, if I renew it to from a different state, will it automatically have that ID? And uh, do I do it do that now or wait till the six uh, six months uh, early deadline, if you will? I think it's better to go ahead and do it sooner. You may you may have to pay, as, as Liz mentioned, a duplicate license fee to do that. But the sooner you can get the process going, the better, because you don't want to... First of all, I mean, I think the closer we get to October of next year, the more crowded the driver's license bureaus are going to be, because more people are going to be scrambling to do it. So I would do it sooner than later, even though it's early, because uh, my mine doesn't expire for another eight years, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get it done. Graham, okay. I would caution you. You mentioned that your current driver's license is from Texas. I think you would need Correct. to check into the, the Texas laws because in Mississippi, they mail it to the address on your license, so it would go there. I also want to caution you. When you go to get a Mississippi license, they will ask you how long you have been in the state. I don't know that they ask for proof of how long you have been in the state, but if you do say that you have been in the state, lived there longer than 10 days, they will levy a $200 fine for not getting your license when you immediately moved. So you will want to... Reach into your heart and decide yeah. how you want so to go, phrase. Go ahead, yeah, go ahead and get this done. Uh, yeah, right. you want to phrase uh, how you speak to the driver's license individual right. when you right. go right. to get that. But yeah, with with Texas, you want to check to see how it's possible um, in uh, and what you'll need to do to be compliant uh, with that. Okay, but but will it automatically? Uh, 
when I do get the Mississippi license, CDL license, will it automatically have the new ID requirements, you know, the star, like what you were saying? Well, that, that was one we weren't sure. Um, nowhere on uh, the Mississippi Department of Public Safety website have I seen they mention the CDL. Oh, wait, someplace it did. It did talk about um, the. this was for restrictions for driving. Uh, oh, uh, Graham... Uh, Hmm. I'm going to put on this podcast, I will put information up because I do remember seeing, I think this was only for uh, driving passenger vehicles. I will find that authoritative information and put that on this website. Our our webpage is inlegalterms.com mpbonline.org and we'll have this show up for real IDs. I will find that authoritative information because I do remember seeing they were talking about uh, restrictions and driver's permits and I will check on that for you Graham. Uh, Thank you so much for calling and and check back on our website, okay? Thank you. Love your show. Thanks. Thanks Graham. One thing that we should emphasize is a passport will work. And a passport card will work for domestic travel, too. So if someone doesn't have a star on their driver's license, they can still drive. Uh, they can't use that ID to travel domestically. But there are other forms of ID they can use. That's right. All right. Let's now go to Alice, who is calling from Macomb. Alice, thank you so much for being a part of In Legal Terms. Go ahead. Good morning. I'm trying to understand what y'all talking about, about ID. My driving license won't be counting for ID no more. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll sum up uh, for, for all the folks who have joined us. Beginning October 1st of next year, of 2020, if you want to fly domestically, you're going to oh, get no, on an airplane. No, oh, no, I won't be flying. <laughs> or, or if you need to get onto a military base. Oh, or, no, I won't be going too much nowhere. Or a nuclear facility. Uh, I guess we still have Grand Gulf in Port Gibson. To, to get into these uh, federal-run uh, agencies, you will have to have a real... ID, which could either be a passport or a Mississippi driver's license with the real ID stamp on it. If you don't think that that applies to you, then you can just go about your business and just use your regular driver's license, your regular state ID, and only renew it when you need it to be renewed. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy. Well, Alice, I'm glad you called and asked that question so that we could restate that for our listeners. Yes, if the real ID is is great, if you think you're going to need it, if you think you're going to need it, you need to go ahead and get it now or get it as soon uh, as you can before the October 1st deadline. But if you 100% you know, you have a passport and that's good enough for you or you don't feel like you'll need the uh, extra authorization, then you just you do you, as they say. If I'm not traveling and going out of Mississippi, I'm OK. <laughs> that's right. And if you're you can drive, you can vote, you can get to hospitals, you can go to the post office. Your, your current ID is fine for all of that. 
Uh, this is just if you want to go through TSA. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, Alice, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, Dan, Don, hang on. Um, We're talking about real IDs today. Our phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You could also send us an email, legalterms at mpbonline.org. Do you know what big thing is happening two weeks from today? Hmm, what could it be? What could it be? We'll tell you when we come back from the break. This is In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. on MPB Think Radio. Thank you for being a part of In Legal Terms. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. It's also available on the MPB Public Media app, as are all our local shows. I'm Liz Gill here with Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law. Reminder, absentee voting. It began on September 23rd. The deadline to register for the general election is October 7th. Oh, we've already passed that. And the general election is Tuesday, November 5th. Now, Professor Gershon, you mentioned you were going to be in California on November 5th. So what are you going to do? I'm going to vote absentee. Uh, interestingly enough, my daughter, who is in college in California, will also be voting or has voted absentee already. I didn't know I was going to be there, but uh, really important to make our voices heard. And do you know the procedures for voting absentee? Well, I only because I had to uh, go through it with my daughter when she was getting ready to go to college. So uh, that was my first experience with it. But uh, I do now. Yeah, I had to vote absentee earlier this year, I think, for one of the primaries. I was in Arkansas caring for somebody and I was able to go to my county uh, clerk's office and they hand you a ballot and you mark it up there and then turn it in. That was my experience. Right. They make it pretty easy. Yes. Um, and there's quite a number of reasons why you could vote absentee. Um, and if you feel like you will be away from your uh, polling place for that day, then uh, you can. That is a reason to vote absentee. So you could go ahead and anybody could go ahead and do that. All right, let's go. We've got uh, a couple more phone calls. Let's go to Don, who is calling from Gulfport. Uh, Don, thanks for calling in to in legal terms. Go ahead. Hi there. Uh, I just had a comment about renewing your license at a kiosk. Um, I recently waited uh, at the Driver's License Bureau about 45 minutes 
to renew my pistol permit, and I had an opportunity to watch people attempting to renew their license at the kiosk. Um, they had about a 75% failure rate. About 75% of the people would try and give up and go away and not get the license uh, renewed. And it seemed that what triggered this was rejecting your first photograph. If you go there and you say, I don't like that photo, I'm going to take another one, the whole process seems to time out. So my advice to anybody attempting to renew at a kiosk is whatever first photograph it gives you, if you come out purple with pink polka dots, just accept it. And then you might get your license through a kiosk, but otherwise I don't have a lot lot of hope for you. Uh, That's my comment. Don, I was part of that 75%. I tried the kiosk, and it rejected me. And I did, it didn't tell you why it rejected me. But my I think my problem was I attempted to renew my license when, like Professor Gershon had said, his license, you know, I still have seven years left on my license. I should have gotten a duplicate. But instead of telling me, hey, you can't renew it, but if you want to try to du- get a duplicate, that'll work. So, yes, I was one of the ones that got rejected at the kiosk, but I think if um, if the line is long enough, then that might uh, behoove you to try to start over again. But uh, the, the the photo, that that's interesting. And oh, they did make me take my glasses off for my photo, and I don't ever not have my glasses off, so I don't know how the uh, anyone would recognize me without it. But Don, this is exactly why we wanted to have folks call in today to uh, share anecdotal stories about getting your ID, getting your real IDs. So Don, thank you so much for calling in today. Bye. And for what it's worth, uh, renewing online is pretty easy. I know that that's how I've done it, and my wife has done it. I, you know, I did renew for the longer period, and I'm getting to the age where maybe that should be something I rethink. But uh, it's something that is pretty easy to do. Well, I was talking to my mom this morning, and she is going to be 89 next week, and her driver's license doesn't expire until 2026. So there you go. Um, Let's go to Dee, who's calling from Shelby. Dee, thanks for calling in to In Legal Terms. Go ahead. This is not Dee from Shelby. This is Dee again from Greenwood. Oh, okay. I've, lo- <laughs> I've lost you about three times. Uh-oh. But anyway, uh, this is a quick question. I heard you last week or the last time you spoke about uh, military IDs being okay for a uh, real ID. Right. And that is... Um these are uh, there's a list on the TSA website, and we can post this uh, of all the things that are acceptable. Any passenger 18 and over has to have these valid identifications. So one thing we should say is that a child under 18 traveling traveling with an adult doesn't have to have this kind of ID. But uh, so that the uh, state issued uh, enhanced driver's license, some states issued those. Uh, federally recognized tribal issued photo uh, for people that are members of uh, Indian nations or Native American nations, uh, foreign government passports, transportation worker identification credentials, um, border crossing cards. So military ID, all those are the kind of things that will be accepted by TSA. Okay. Okay, because mine is a retired indefinite, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I think that's right. right. And then 
Some people also, there's something called global entry and other trusted ID cards that people can get, and those will be accepted too. So you have to pay $100 to, to uh, get the global entry certificate. It also gets you TSA pre. Uh, that's another thing that people can consider, and that will be considered a trusted ID as, and, and a real ID. All right. Thank, All right. Thank you, Dee. Right. We appreciate you uh, getting in touch with us. Let's take our last call for the hour is Frank from Long Beach. Frank, thank you so much for calling in to In Legal Terms. <coughs> Go ahead. Yes. Um, this totally threw me when I turned in. You talk about legal ID. I've never even heard of it before. Um, and I may do some flying. I'm 73. Well, what you're telling me is after October of next year, I got to have, quote unquote, a legal ID. Is that correct? Right. You have to have a real ID, which is a, an ID I mean, a that has ID. a star on it. And it means that you've shown some proof of your Social Security uh, information, some proof of your uh, citizenship uh, and your state citizenship to get that ID. So it's a little bit more secure theoretically, than, than the typical driver's license. But you can still use right. your passport. You don't have to have that have uh, real ID. I let my passport expire years ago because I'm no longer traveling overseas. But you were saying <clears throat> for domestic flights, I need this legal ID. Correct. That is correct. And and that's why a real ID. Yes, so Frank. I, and that's that's the whole reason we're doing this show is to uh, bring this to the attention of individuals. Yeah, if you want to fly from uh, uh, Gulfport to Memphis, if you want to fly, you know, from New Orleans to Atlanta, if you want to fly from Memphis to Los Angeles, you have to after October first, you either have to use a passport or. Or you need a state-issued real ID with a that's a, a clear star with a yellow circle around it in the top right corner. All right. Um, question now, and I missed part of it, and part of it's because of my hearing. I got twenty percent hearing thanks to Katrina. Um, I was in the car. I'm at home now. How do I? Okay, I heard you talk about renewing your driver's license. Yes, if you just renew your license before October 1st, or if your license doesn't expire within that time, if you ask for a duplicate license, that's an $11 fee to get a duplicate license. That will come, I believe, that will come with a real ID star. Okay, so if what, I understand what you're saying. That means I don't have to produce any extra paperwork. That has uh, been the experience I have had, and I've had everyone I have spoken with. Now, the the uh, government websites do mention that there are you do need to provide all of this different information uh, a birth certificate a, a actual social security card two proofs of residency but i have found with the individuals i've spoken with in the state of mississippi if you just get a duplicate license or if you renew your license, if it's six months before it expires or within the year it after it expires, you do not need any additional information. And, and Liz, as you pointed out, to get your initial license in Mississippi, you have to show that uh, information to start with. Because I know when my daughter got hers at, at 16, 
we had to have her birth certificate, Social Security information, and the you know, proof of residence. So I think that's why it's so easy to get the real ID in Mississippi. Right. Okay, Frank, I hope we helped you out. You did, because I lost all the documents uh, that you talked about after Katrina, and it took me a while to get it back. So I know you're talking about, about time lags, you know, of getting these things, you know, from the states. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Frank. Professor Gershon, we did our we did our public service. That's right. I hope we uh, and we didn't do any harm. I don't think either. We just did. <laughs> I hope not. So you know, there's a couple of things that we didn't get to. You did mention that minders under 18 that are traveling with an adult don't need a real ID to travel. That's right. And, uh, you know, it does. There are some impacts. So if people are non-resident uh, aliens or undocumented citizens, non-citizens, I should say, they really need to check on what they're going to need to do to travel domestically. That's true. And this is uh, uh, this is because the F's, FAA controls the safety on the airlines. And you'd mentioned at the very, very beginning of the show that this all came about because of September 11th. That's right. So this has been around for a long time. It's coming up on us quickly and we're all surprised by it. But it actually was enacted in 2005. And, you know, you mentioned some states are struggling to get it done, but that's because they actually passed laws back in 2014, some of them, saying they weren't going to comply with Real ID. They felt it was an unfair federal mandate. Uh, your state of Arkansas was one of them. They actually passed it in 2007 that they weren't going to comply with Real ID. So that might be why they're scrambling a little bit now. That's right. So you know, you might need to have all of this information handy if you go, but uh, I think it's a it's a it's a better chance that uh, you don't. So try to re- try to renew or get a duplicate license online. If that doesn't work. Try a kiosk and have patience with the kiosk. Uh, try to make an appointment at your uh, driver services location or just walk up. But uh, before October first, if you're going to fly, you need a real ID to do it. So that's going to wrap us up for today's In Legal Terms. Our call screener today has been Michelle McAdoo. Our board engineer in Jackson has been Jay White. So Professor Richard Gerson, who hosts from the University of Mississippi School of Law, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Tuesday Southern Remedy show, Relatively Speaking. But we hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 10 a.m. for In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.